Episode 99. On today's show, Simone had a golden gay time down under. Steffi was called abusive by her feminist haters. And the ladies crown a lucky recipient with a dong of many dongs. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, dong? I'm dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, dong? Well, I'm very glad you're back from Australia. Thank you. just got back last night. How long were you there? Uh, I was there for two and a half weeks. So, yes, it was fabulous. And, yeah, caught up for the first time on a trip with, on a plane with baby Quincy. And that awesome baby slept for 12 out of 15 hours. No way. Yes, way. And of the three hours he was awake, he only made noise for about 20 minutes. And it wasn't even crying noise. It was just like... You know when they squeal in excitement? It was just Aww. that kind of sound. Not that that's any fun for other people on the plane, but <laughs> <laughs> they just hear I'm of the opinion baby. it should be, but I'm a mom, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame people for being upset about that because I have thought right. to myself when I've been a passenger, like, kill it. Like, but I just couldn't take it. So I understood if people were angry. But on the way back, he um, slept for about eight or nine hours. So he was still pretty good. But he was crying in the time he wasn't, some of it. But yeah, my anxiety medication made me not feel bad about that, which was really nice. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Oh my God. I was going to ask, did you drug him? But it sounds no. like you drugged yourself. No. Which is good no. too. Yeah. No, he was not <laughs> drugged at all. So that was awesome. And, uh, but yeah, oh, but the trip was baby. great. Just caught up with a lot of people, had a party and then didn't get, get anxiety about that, which is good again. Thank you Yay. again, medication. And, um, yeah, and we did some cute things. Um, we have we took photos of Quincy getting a bath in my tub that I was bathed in when I was a baby. So cute, and um, and also like those little baby walkers, you know the the with the little wheels on it that I think used to like be okay the in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, and now it's it's not okay to use those. So we put yeah, them in like my parents. Like I wake legal up. that we had when we were babies. I know outlawed everything now. I know, and the parents take it take such offense to it. We're like, oh yeah, we're actually not supposed to use those anymore. Like, I let him be in it if someone was like totally supervising him, you know, and he was on the carpet. Yeah. So, and he can't really walk, so I didn't think he was just gonna like kill over and eat it, you know. So, I was like, okay with it, like to an extent. But anything that I said, oh yeah, we don't really do that anymore, and I yeah, we, we I read this about that. Like, it, my parents would take it as like an offense against their own parenting. It's like it's not against yeah. you. It's just that things are different. They, but anytime you go against something that they did it just it just seems like a personal insult and I was trying to say to my mum because that's why she said something about baby powder I'm like well they say not to use baby powder anymore because you know they inhale it and it just sticks to their lungs and I could just see her face like that I was like she's thinking well I use baby powder what's wrong with that you turned out okay she didn't say that but I could just see it on her face I'm like yeah. it's not personal they have found this out now and so we should stop doing that just like you didn't used to wear seatbelts and now we do like you know yeah. just oh. so I think once I said it that way <laughs> that it wasn't a personal insult I think she you should have just like 
to every single thing you should have told her. It's amazing I'm even alive, mom. You used baby powder on me. God. <laughs> My sister fell down a spiral staircase when she was yeah. two. I, I pushed her down another time. Um, uh, and and yeah, I fell out did. of a tree when I was one because my dad propped me up in a tree and I fell out of it. So, oh, you know, I'm just... He put you in a tree when you were one? Yeah, it was probably, it was probably about... About maybe five to six feet off the ground, this little spot that he put me in. Yeah, and I fell to the ground from the tree. <laughs> and this is my same dad who, like, I complained about something, and he's like, "Ah, you don't worry about. It. Ah, it'll be fine. Ah, you're being, you're being mad." I'm like, okay. "You're overreacting, Simone." Yes. <laughs> Yeah. There's a story, like my parents told some story about me in the 70s walker. I was like one and I'm walking around in it and I was headed for the staircase and they're like, oh crap. And they didn't get to me in time and I was tumbling it down doing somersaults in my walker. And they said when I got to the bottom, I landed on my wheels and just kept on going. (laughs) (laughs) See, and because of that, that's why everybody should still be allowed to have those. So, Absolutely. Uh, that's the thing. As long as nothing happened to us, they think everything they ever did was was fine. So, but yeah, seriously, oh, man. But um, gosh, there was something else that happened with my dad. What was it? Something he, that I complained about. Oh yeah, because yeah. about watching TV. You know, like I said, I don't want him watching because like the uh, American. Pediatrics Association or whatever order you say that in, you know, they recommend no TV before they're two. And I'm not like, like being completely right. strict with that, but I just don't want to, I'm not using it as a babysitter and just plonking him in front of the TV, even though I know it mesmerizes him. So yeah. I say all that yeah. and, and, you know, they're all just like, oh, like I'm being crazy. And I'm thinking, you know, I didn't grow up to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything and I'm really bad at <laughs> committing to doing stuff, you know, that like that I need to do. <laughs> So maybe I could have been a bit better off if I didn't watch as much TV. So I didn't I didn't oh, say that, but I, hilarious. I but I thought that. I'm like, you know, maybe <laughs> if I watched TV, you know, 16 hours a day and accomplished a lot, you could you could make this case, but I've not accomplished that much. <laughs> so yeah. So now we're back home so there's less TV, but um but it was still sweet. No, my parents had a great time, and my sister, they were all just doting over Quincy. So we've come back, and now he's having a really hard time adjusting to only having attention yes. paid to him 75% of the time. So he's just, yes. like, screaming if he gets left alone, which is kind of driving us nuts. But I think he's slowly oh. getting used to the usual <laughs> routine. But, yeah, my parents Sounds and like my he sister wants all a just sibling. loving him so much. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Do you know somebody told me I was selfish for not having a second child? Oh, don't let anyone say that. That really bugs me. Yeah, it bugs me. It doesn't offend me. me. It bugs me that they thought they could say that more than it actually. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I don't care what you say, but how dare you think you can say that to anybody? You know, so yeah. It's funny because. I was watching Judge Judy today. <laughs> I was thinking for Judge Judy. And this woman, the defendant, she had five children and she said, I shouldn't have to pay the plaintiff because she has two children and I have five. And Judge Judy goes, well, she had as many children as she can afford and as she can preserve her sanity for. So that doesn't mean that she doesn't, you know, you don't owe her money because yeah. she had as many as she can deal with. And yeah. maybe you should have done the same if you can't afford them all and can't deal with them all. <laughs> I thought that was kind of awesome. Yeah. She's totally. like, it's none of your business how many children she has. So. I know. Nobody nobody takes the financial aspect as a, as a legitimate reason if I mention that. 
to have not a having. I said because I could we could provide well for one, but two would be a real stretch, and we would never get to go anywhere or do anything, and oh, a whole host of other it. reasons. And we have like a two bedroom apartment, and the baby's room is split with, split with an office, you know. So it's like, yeah, why why would I think about adding another one to this already tight, you know, tight household you know so um i'd like to ask what kind of financial contribution they're willing to make to accompany their suggestion and uh, see the looks on their faces <laughs> i know you're so right oh yeah that's i hadn't thought about that well here here's it i should i should have little envelopes printed up for their donations <laughs> oh. yes have them, have in my them like ready to go yeah in my wallet yeah it's like just beautifully printed like you know the turkington second child fund here you go and, <laughs> and their faces will just them extra fall. if they call you selfish yeah yeah <laughs> like write them a ticket yeah stick that in there yeah and just like i should have like check boxes for like one year of college one year of diapers oh. just like, what how much will you Seriously. contribute fucking asshole so yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of my ass crack and go think about your own life seriously so anyway now we both recently had our anniversaries because we both have our anniversaries in december we do yours is december 1st it is okay and mine's december 12th That's and right. yours is actually in the summer because you got married in australia so you got That's to right. go back with Quincy this time to where y'all got yes, married. Yes, we did. We went to the actual place. Thank you. Yeah, we went to the actual place where we were married. And um, yeah, and took our pictures in front of the place where the reception was. And it was just so cool to be back there 12 years later and have our little baby there. And to ask people to take our pictures. But I wondered what they were thinking. It's like, hi, it's our anniversary. We got married here 12 years ago. We want a picture with our baby. It's like 12 years ago and now you have like this tiny baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did it right. I think yeah. it's good to like wait a while before, if you can, you know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm glad we did. But yeah, so that was that was super fun, and had Quincy's picture taken with a with a um, kangaroo behind him, um, <laughs> and, a, and and a passed out wombat. So that was cute. <laughs> yes. Australia. Yeah, it was rad. <laughs> and a so. can of Fosters and a crocodile Dundee hat. And oh yeah, <laughs> and kidding. a golden gay time. <laughs> <laughs> a golden gay time. I totally had a golden gay time. That was. <laughs> what did you do on your anniversary? Um. Well, I took the day off, and okay, the day before our anniversary, I came home from work, and David had painted our bedroom the colors that I've been wanting to paint it forever. He had done oh, that cool. while I was gone. And it, yeah, so the whole entire room is dark gray, like including the ceiling. Uh-huh. Um, but then he, and then one wall is this teal blue that makes me really happy. Oh, it's the same color in Marilyn Heidecker's office that she oh, got me you, a paint sample oh, for. Wow. I was freaking out for that color. She's like, oh, just let me, I'll get you a little sample of the paint so you can have it match. So anyway, he did that. And, um, awesome. Feels really awesome in here. Feels like a cozy cave. Oh, and he put um, an Amelie poster on the teal wall. It's not the <laughs> Amelie poster with the scary expression. It's not that one. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, when I tell... I can't just text Simone this because she has a problem with that poster, which I understand. She looks like she eats babies on the regular poster. But um, this is like the Japanese version, and it's a picture of Amelie. It's a scene from the movie where she's sitting in bed, and uh-huh. she's reading, and she has a cat on her bed, and there's a framed picture above her of a dog wearing a cone. <laughs> and David's like, this is you. I knew I had to get this for you, because these are all your favorite things. <laughs> so, oh, that's so that sweet. Really nice. 
And so we went, um, you know, because we had the day off, we went to get breakfast at Lost Lake, which is the new cafe on Capitol Hill in Seattle that's based on Twin Peaks. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm obsessed with Twin Peaks. So that was really fun. We went there and... While we were there, we saw well our friend Rachel Demi. She's going to be moving up here from Portland, so I'm really excited she came by because she just lives. Um, her boyfriend lives around the corner, but um, mm-hmm. Dave Minert is this guy who owns like a bunch of clubs in Seattle, and he he recognizes David, like he knows David. But he came up to me. He's like, I haven't met you, but I want to hug you. Thank you so much for trying <laughs> to take down Mark Driscoll. That guy's an uh-huh. asshole. And I'm like, Yay, thanks. <laughs> so awesome. he bought us shots of tequila, and then uh, we we're like. We we're like, hey, let's go get some more tequila. So we, you know, got a whole bottle and just finished it. It was like a fifth, but we like finished that bottle off nice. in the afternoon and got on Voxer. And David decided to find everyone named Caitlin on Voxer and just leave them boxes. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I want to start my own podcast called Hey Caitlin, and it just consists of me like asking a Caitlin a random question as if I know them, and then their confused responses. So. We thought we were the most hilarious people in the world, and then we were trying to sober up before Lolly's play at five. (laughs) And we made it. We did good on you. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a fun anniversary. That's excellent. Fifteen years. Isn't that crazy? Fifteen years. That's awesome. Listener, just so you know, you may hear some baby screaming in the background. Hopefully, I'm masking it with the bed music. But um, yeah, the, uh, I've been left to watch baby while recording. So now we have the interruption of three children on this podcast. God damn it. So, <laughs> so um, I'm hoping he'll pipe down shortly. Anyway, so yesterday I was watching this video. It's uh, a YouTube video called Beatles 3000. It's supposedly like a History Channel nugget. It's like a comedy thing, but about explaining the Beatles in the year 3000. So they've got all the details wrong and, you know, saying that the Beatles are from Liverton. You know, just like all, like, you know, things that we know to be true, but they're kind of, like, they're kind of warped. Anyway, so I'm watching it and Greg um, said, what are you watching? I was like, oh, this Beatles 3000. And I never laughed out loud and um he's like i thought it was supposed to be funny and i said it is well it's funny in my mind and then he's like funny in my mind and i was like yeah and he's i guess it was my way of saying it wasn't laugh out loud funny but i described it as funny in my mind what do you think of that i thought it was a good way to describe it I, when you first told me about it it made perfect sense because Thank you. <laughs> there are so many times when i think something is hilarious but i'm totally alone so there's no social pressure to laugh yeah right. to show how funny i think it is yeah but it's like the same thing that if someone was there i would laugh because i just would you know because you could maybe share the moment with somebody i don't know um, yeah but there's so many things i could completely crack up over but i just don't have the physical energy yeah yeah yeah. it's like I, so that i don't laugh out loud on my own i have but you definitely do it more when you're surrounded by people to share the share the laughter with so i thought funny in my yeah. mind was uh, was a good way to describe it and i've seen you on facebook looking like you've just been reading an obituary and um and then like typing and something I'm writing, ha, 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 ha. yeah 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 <laughs> Ha 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 ha! If you were reading the obituary of Ted Nugent or something, but um, oh my god, <laughs> I would. I so would. 
Anyway, so funny in my mind to people. I think uh, you should run with that as a as an opposition <laughs> to it. It's not laugh out loud funny. I think it's funny in my mind. It's got more class to it. So I think so too, and it's more honest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Greg was really astounded by it. So I thought truthiness. <laughs> truthiness. Um, so these Playtex liners okay. you're talking about. Okay, I want to say first, those are two words I really hate. I hate the word Playtex, and I hate the word liner. <laughs> really? Liner? <laughs> huh. I think it's just because it, it sounds like panty liner or right, something, right, which right. is a horrible word. Because there's association with panty. And Playtex is also associated with, with tampons. So, yeah, right. when I when I, dis- I think we've discussed before like my how astounded I was to find Playtex was in the baby bottle nipple and, yes. and diaper pail business like who knew but um yes playtex <laughs> they really get around yes so anyway so we use these playtex bottles that have these plastic disposable liners um and i you know we wanted to make sure we took the right amount of liners to australia and so i was looking to see if they even had them there and they didn't but they had this other brand called newbie natural touch but i didn't know if they those liners fit the same bottle you know so i mm-hmm. su- search online trying to find this and fucking yahoo answers i fucking hate yahoo answers but when that's the only fucking thing asking my fucking question i fucking click on it and so i find someone saying can i use playtex drop-in liners in newbie natural touch in fafita bottles so this woman asks essentially my same question it sounds like she's traveling and uh that's why she wants to know um best answer so this mind you anything that that is the best answer is the purse is the answer that the asker of the question has selected as being the best right she's selected Hmm. as the best answer i don't see why not i mean bottles are bottles right what What a bad mother i know bottles aren't bottles it's just not true they're so fucking different with all their weird valves and different things that go <laughs> on and they're completely they're, different they're all the completely different and... they are not compatible in any way and this is the best answer this person knows enough about bottles that she was asking if these two things were compatible and then selects this is the best answer and then this other person complains you aren't supposed to use infa feeders at all there's nothing natural about feeding solids with a bottle it's like that's not even what the product does you dumb cunt like just i hate (laughs) everybody on fucking yahoo answers everyone who fucking participates in it should be fucking killed so angry this game is stupid who cares about it anyway <laughs> that's so funny because the other day i told somebody like about someone annoying on twitter like he goes yeah they should all be murdered and I'm like, you know what they should <laughs> it's like when you watch idiocracy it's like everyone in that are people from yahoo answers oh <laughs> I to see that again. That was the best movie. It's so great. I watched it with you. You did, yes. Oh. It's like hilarious and utterly tragic at the same time. Oh. Uh, yes, because you can see it all coming true. Yeah, yeah. Like, this really is so funny and it's so fucking sad. Mike Judge. Yes. He's one of the minor prophets. <laughs> oh, God. So we have thought that it would be fun to give out a dong award every episode. Yes. Dong is a wiener. Um, yes. For the listener who 
contributes the most <laughs> girthy report on dongs or yeah it would have to be related to dongs wouldn't it yes not yes. just any random piece of news so this week who have we got simone who have we got okay so the second episodial dong award goes to Episodial. listener Eugene for his South Park Wiener song, <laughs> which somehow I had never heard before. So thank you, Eugene, and here it is. Wiener, 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 next to another wiener, 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 Party salty, wiener wieners, nice and soft, non erect wieners, flopping wieners, flopping wieners, dangle wieners, dangle wieners in my bag. Stop, please, I can't take any more. Thank you, Eugene. That is fucking amazing, and I can't believe I didn't know about. When is that from? It like it better not. It better not be from a long time ago, because then I'm really. Failing as sort of a bearer of dongs, so yes. Um, <laughs> and as a South Park watcher, I, I know I'm failing at that. I've never yeah. heard of this wonderful song, but just today I was listening to. Chef, I went on YouTube to look for Chef's Salty Balls song <laughs> to cheer me up, and it worked. <clears throat> it's so great. I just have when I first got a phone that had like musical ringtones, like still when they just were like beepy ones. I had um, oh, yeah. Uncle Fucker from the movie. But just but it was just like the beepings and I was like and I had that so long after there were musical ringtones you know with that like you just making the beeps and I was like oh check it out look what I've got and it was the Uncle Fucker song my friend had had it for like at least six months and I was like oh yeah now I have yes no you go ahead Oh, I was going to say, um, time for another di- edition of Dolls in the News. <laughs> and this one's famous. Uh, <laughs> a famous dong. A famous dong. A famous dead dong. Um, yeah. So this famous dong belongs to none other than Michael Jackson. Uh, so Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Was it pickled? <laughs> it wasn't happening? pickled, but it was picked up um, by what? none other than uh, Dr. Conrad Murray, who, uh, upon doing an interview on Australian 60 Minutes, was trying to explain his closeness to Michael Jackson and said, <gasps> you want to know how close we were? I held his penis every night to fit a catheter <gasps> because he was incontinent at night. Oh. <laughs> That makes was, perfect sense because he was so knocked out. He was like, yeah, yeah. like under anesthesia, general anesthesia yeah, exactly. every night. Yeah, he wasn't gonna get up to pee. It says he walked up. He wore dark trousers all the time because after he went to the toilet, he would drip for hours. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. What so, kind of unprofessional doctor are we dealing with who would say that on TV anyway? First he administers wow. the propofol, goes to jail from it, learns nothing, and then reports in the news that uh, on a news program that uh, he held a celebrity penis. <laughs> For medical it is purposes. quite a story. <laughs> it is. So thus concludes another edition of Dolls in 
the news. <laughs> Famous one. <laughs> Celebrity edition. So a couple weeks ago, um, feminists got super mad about Katy Perry's geisha outfit at, was it the AMAs yes. or MTV Awards? One of those shit. I think it was the AMAs, yeah. I can't Some tell them apart. award given to shit people, but yeah. So <laughs> was it feminists <laughs> mad about it or just people calling it racist? I only knew about people oh. calling it racist, but I'm sure feminists were mad about it too because, yeah, people get mad about it but so did you watch the video nope i didn't even see the i saw pictures i thought yeah. she looked really pretty but <laughs> yeah see i thought what was really the most offensive thing about it was the song itself which was utter garbage <laughs> but um but the video was, like the clip is like okay so she's wearing a geisha outfit but there's like a cutout above her boobs to show cleavage and there's women uh, other geishas dancing and stuff and i didn't understand why this was racist just because she's got some sort of you know asian theme to it why is that yeah. racist i don't understand you know why can she not you know dress like a geisha it's like anyone that wears like that asian style dress is that racist i fucking don't get it but it was just yeah in line with what we were talking about um with uh, everything being racist and i just wanted to point that out and say fuck that like i would like for an actual japanese person to weigh in on this i don't like white people co-oping other people's racism like what people should be offended about i just don't like that it feels kind of condescending to me like well i i think you should be offended by it so you should be offended by it and i'm um i'm helping you out like i am the person of privilege here but i'm stooping to your level and it makes me feel good about myself like that's just the impression i get so i wonder what for example listener tommy would say she's half japanese she goes to japan fairly often i don't know she would be a better person to listen to than the white oh, bloggers no, she doesn't go to japan fairly often oh i thought she did <laughs> no no okay. um yeah i just i i said feminists were mad because that those were the that was the sector i saw on twitter being mad about it oh, <laughs> God. people who are usually mad about feminist issues but <clears throat> i happened to piss off um a bunch of feminists the other day um when i tweeted that oh god what is it that i did this time i said something like um (laughs) i know i tweeted something like um that a a part of healing that i think that is valid is um hoping that the person who hurt you can change one day and they get really Uh they get really mad when i say that and so um this one person why do they get mad when you say that because uh, they okay they say that i'm enabling abuse when I say that, it's like they think that oh. I'm saying, oh, just forgive them and it'll be better. And I'm like, no, like I wrote a massive blog post about this summer where I'm like, I, I'm like, I think that that you to forgive, you don't forget, because if you forget, it's going to yeah. happen again. And um, yeah, anyway, um, so the, but the, I think it comes down to me thinking they just want to be mad at me because they totally twist my words. So, um, this one person, Maybe what I interpret from that just before you continue, what I interpret from that is I hope that someone who raped will change and not continue to rape. Yeah. Like, is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. That they would change? Yes. <laughs> so isn't that you're like a the- bad feminist Stephanie, because you don't want rapists to keep raping. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> So, okay, so I'm just going to read what someone tweeted about me on Tuesday. She said, she said, at stuff, uh, or yeah, at stuff CC likes, so my Christian Culture Likes account. 
Okay, so, and she put a period in front of it so everybody could see. She goes, dot, at stuff CC likes, has proven herself multiple times to care more about feelings of the oppressors than of the oppressed. So I got really pissed. <laughs> Just like, yeah. well, I mean, it really, I got pissed, but because what was under that was a lot of hurt because it's, that's the exact opposite. And she, you know, she and a bunch of people were saying this. And so I posted it. I took a screen cap of it. And I put it on the Facebook page for Stuff Christian Culture Likes. And I said, as a survivor of all kinds of abuse who advocates firm boundaries from abusers while holding hope for their healing in mind, this made me cry painfully because it did. And um, so they like, you know, people are like, this is bullshit. I can't believe she said this. And so this person named Melmo said, um, actually, I am a non-binary trans person and you must refer to me as they, not he or she. And so, <laughs> I don't. I'm laughing because they were Melmo supporters were super pissed. Everyone in the thread that called Melmo a she because the name Mel sounds feminine, like Melanie or Melissa or something, and she yeah. appeared feminine, like looked like she, you know, had soft face, facial features, and was wearing lipstick in her profile picture. So, the the thread got like 200 or 300 comments long and really insane. And so they were saying, all these people were tweeting, Stephanie Drury is an abusive bully because she posted this and she has a lot of followers and they all jumped on this person who said this. And so they go, we want Stephanie Drury to take down this tweet. And I go, if she'll apologize for saying something that wasn't true, then I'll take it down. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. nope, nope, not going to do that. Something which she posted with it. With a dot in front of it right. to make sure that everyone that followed her saw it. Yeah. So And so they kept talking about the power differential because I have more followers. And I think the thing is that I may have more followers, but I'm super sensitive. <laughs> if you say stuff like that, it hurts my feelings. And I, so I don't, I didn't mean for people to gang up on her, but you know what? Her account was unprotected. And if you're going to put something like that on a public account, then I, I think that I'm very much within my rights and within my bounds to put that in another yeah. public forum. So anyway, yeah, I ended up taking it down after she locked her account. And so um, even right. though she didn't apologize, but then someone said, um, they go, Stephanie Drury, I can't believe you do all this. Don't you have a job and a family? <laughs> How do you find time? <laughs> How do you find time for all these parody accounts? Because a couple new ones went up. They're parodying the feminists, these types. And um and I go, I only have my fake Driscoll account, but I think the at Funda Feminist and at Privilege Police are good parody accounts, as I can't tell the difference between their tweets and yours. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> and someone goes, way to dig yourself in deeper. You effed up. Admit it. And I go, that's just like your opinion, man, which is a quote from the Big Lebowski. And um, someone uh -huh. said, oh, that's funny. And I go, yeah, now watch them get mad at me for misgendering them by saying man when I was quoting Lebowski. I was like, I will not be surprised <laughs> if they do that. And so this this woman, Catherine is her name, she wrote back and she goes, so the logical response is to subtweet me with a string of tweets implying that I'd have a reason to feel misgendered. And I go, no, I figured you'd come looking here for something to be upset about. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Lebowski. She goes, <clears throat> and she goes, you've dug yourself into a hole so deep now that you need to examine yourself. Seek professional help. This isn't healthy. And I go, I'm typing this for my psychiatrist's couch. She says, hi. <laughs> she goes, which was a lie, right? But <clears throat> she goes, well, yeah. I'm glad you're getting the help you so desperately need. Ask her to work on your passive aggression. And I go, she says you just asked that really passive aggressively <laughs> <laughs> 
And then she goes, nice one. Yeah, Catherine goes, grow up. You've destroyed your reputation. And I go, how can I possibly destroy my reputation of being the worst? <laughs> and in my head, I said it like Neil Hamburger, worst. <laughs> and she goes, so more passive aggressive behavior instead of an apology. Stop. Just stop. This is toxic. And then in all caps, I go, best Britney song, hands down. <laughs> So, I don't get that. Oh, because she said oh, toxic. toxic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, so it just kind of, that's how that ended. I was like, I ended up joking with them, and then they stopped tweeting at me. And then I was kind of sad, because I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. But um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show that I don't think that they really, it just doesn't feel like feminism. If Okay, this is what it feels like. The reasons I don't want to be called a feminist is because of these people. <laughs> I don't want to be lumped yeah. in with them. The reason I don't want to be called a Christian is because of the people who act like assholes and call themselves Christians. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Same with atheists. Atheists getting a bad name. <laughs> not not just because they don't believe, but because of people being dicks with it. And, yeah. You know, it just... It goes on. But on the flip side, you want to own these things that do, like, I'm sick of, like, even vegetarian. I'm like, I, yeah. now I can't, people ask me if I eat fish because of that, you know? Or oh. I eat fish is like, do I need to move out and get another new word, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like in The Simpsons when they have to move towns because they, like, the, the Springfield gets filled with garbage, so they have to move, like, 10 miles over. Yeah. And then, yeah, every time I drive through Salem, Oregon, because, you know, there's all those paper mills there. Yeah. Um, just like when they, leave, they, they, when they leave Springfield and Homer goes, so long, stink town. Yeah. I I always say that um, when I leave. Whenever we drive to something that has the word "vill" in it on this on the street sign name, I go, "Welcome to Dear Baby. Welcome to Dumpsville. Population you." <laughs> oh, Homer. Okay. So, do we have listener voicemails this week? We do. We have a couple. Um, first up, we have a voicemail from listener Jenna. Call the dog line. Call 323301 dog. Hi, Simone. Hi, Stephanie. How are you doing? Uh, so I'm thinking about changing my look to, you know, mod retro 60s sex kitten, and I'm a little confused as to how to go about this smoothly. Uh, Simone, you're the only lady I know that manages to pull this off with. Is that meant for these styles? And also, fuck you. So I need to know, uh, do I just show up at work one day pretending nothing's changed? Or do I have to declare it proudly, maybe like within that email or something? Um, and do I have to be 60s every day to really pull it off? Or can I just go back to my history goth style to the week, like on the weekend or something? Uh, secondly, what do you do when you're working out or going through a mud run or whatever? Is it appropriate to be wearing a beehive on these occasions? Uh, I don't hula hoop. And lastly, will everybody think that I'm just trying to be mad men, which I don't even watch? Uh, I'm not sure that it's possible to disconnect the decade with the show these days. Maybe I should wait a few years. So anything you tell me to do, I will do. And wish me luck. Uh, thank you, Jenna. Thank you for your call. Um, and Jenna was uh, featured on, was it episode 53 that uh, we discussed boobs? Um, Jenna talked to us at length about her boobs. So if you like the sound of Jenna's voice just now, do revisit that episode <laughs> and hear all about her boobs. Um, anyway, so with uh, with keeping a, a 60s mod look, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just, for me, I mean, I think I'm coming at it from a place where, I mean, I started out being into like 50s clothes and then I sort of, you know, it's almost like I moved with the decade, you know, like as the decade wore on, I moved and changed <laughs> and grew the into the 60s, <laughs> except that it was the 2000s into the 2010s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I so that's how I transitioned into it. But I mean, I really love the '60s. I love '60s music. I love '60s styles. I love '60s decor. I love '60s movies. You know, I just love the whole shebang. So it's to me, it just sort of stems out of the things I naturally find attractive and gravitate towards. And '60s fonts. Oh God, '60s fonts. That was my baby. That's in my arms. <laughs> <laughs> the mic probably picked that up. Um, yeah, so, and in terms of just wearing it to, I mean, because it's just, it's something I just embrace and adore, it's just, I just do it, and it doesn't feel strange to me to go to work like that, so I just, you know, and I don't go, I don't wear it all the time, because, you know, frankly, on top of all my, my love of style, I, it's, I'm, I'm lazy, so it's a lot of I work. can't, yeah, but what I did try to do, because my, my boss told me about someone he knew named Patience Mall, isn't that a great name? Wow, Patience yeah. Patience Mall? Yeah, totally. and she got this haircut that inspired her, and then she cleared out her entire wardrobe except for six items that <laughs> that was in keeping with the style that she um, that she uh, wanted to have. And so um, after that, she just bought things that matched that style. And so that's what I've kind of tried to do: that I only buy things now that suit that that sixties mod style. So that even when I am being lazy, I'll most likely come out looking the way I want to look. So um, and that's easy for me because I've just got such a good eye for those things that fit that, you know, the right shift dress and this and that and, and so forth. And um, and then when it comes to the hair, um, yeah, the beehive, I've worn that to Richard Simmons. With that much of teasing and hairspray, it is amazingly resilient. You can drive on the freeway with the window down and that shit's not going anywhere. So, uh, But that's, again, that's something I've been crafting for six or seven years. I've been improving my beehive. I'm always coming up with new uh, accessories and new techniques to improve it. So, um, yeah. So, it's not something you're just going to perfect in a day, I don't think, because, you know, unless you're particularly skilled in that manner, which which I am not. (laughs) So, um, so that's what happens uh, when I, when I work out. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I just do it when I can and the other thing for me like I mean and the thing with Mad Men being worried about people think you're trying to do Mad Men I kind of worried about that for a bit but in the way I was actually glad because it meant that there were more things available to buy that were 60s style you know Yeah. so that made it it's like I could just go to any random shop like, I'm, I'm buying like cool 60s clothes in like you know, a shop in the local mall out in Bougainville out near where my parents <laughs> live you know so- Bougainville <laughs> Yeah, Welcome there's just like Bogans everywhere. Population. That's right. That's right. I am a citizen, a former citizen of Bougainville, and I got like two amazing dresses, but because I know how to work it with the right hair and shoes and accessories, I really make it work, you know. Thank you, Tim Gunn. Thank you, Tim who Gunn. Who told me I, I, he told me I made I made it work with my sixties look. But you know, so a lot of people <laughs> buy the dresses but they don't know how to style the rest of it. So I think that's why it all comes together. And I, I do it uh, enough that people just see me as that kind of person even if I don't do it, even if I go out and do it like 80, 90% of the time. So yeah. yeah, so I just think sincere in your motivation and it'll it'll shine through and, and look good. So but you know that, that's how I feel about it. That's where I'm coming from with it anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. 
but I, I like that I have this reputation of being this girl, and I'm not even thinking about it that much anymore. It's just sort of all the things that appeal to me just come out, you know? So, <laughs> awesome. But well, I'm about to get a new haircut to, like, to, to, you got to a new go haircut? along with that. No, I'm going to this weekend. I'm getting, oh. a, like, a shortish haircut. One that I can, like, put, um, like, put, like, curls in it, so it just kind of has that shaggy, just woke up kind of um, 60s look. That's what oh, I'm cute. For, so... Yeah, um, we'll see how that works because my hair is fucking dead straight like an Asian girl. So, yeah. I like love when um, hair, so. <laughs> Aaron from Grapes of Rad always says he has hair of an Asian baby. <laughs> 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 it's like, he says really straight but like really fine. He's like, I just have to buzz it <laughs> off. It looks dumb. That's what he says. I like his hair. But um, I remember when you got your hair cut like a few years ago, like really short. It was kind of um, yeah. to your cheekbones. That was so cute. Thank you. Yes, that cute little bob. But Greg doesn't like it being super short, so. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I have to compromise. So you know, he's already in that haircut. You reminded me a little bit of Fabian from Pulp Fiction. Oh, thank you. You like that? Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I hope she thinks that's yes. a compliment because that's a total compliment. Oh okay, my god, good. yes. I totally did. And when I was pregnant, I kept talking about how much I love my perfectly round pot belly. <laughs> pot belly. Like Madonna and Lucky I was like, Star. I never understood why she wanted it, but when I had the the pregnant pot belly, I'm like, yes, this is hot. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Will you give me oral pleasure? <laughs> Blueberry pancakes? No, Stop it. Do not call me a mongoloid. I like it when you call me a beautiful tulip. <laughs> <laughs> she has like all the best lines in the shortest amount she of time. She kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> So I found these okay. mugs. Oh, do we have another voicemail? Oh, yeah, we have another voicemail right. from uh, listener Sean. Hi, this is Sean from North Carolina. I was just catching up on the couple of most recent episodes of Dontini, and I know you guys talked about the caramel caramel thing, caramel caramel, and uh, then someone else called in to talk about their Starbucks experience. And I just want to chime in on something else. So I used to work at a restaurant. Um, and here in North Carolina, there are a lot of dumb fucks who live around and don't know how to pronounce shit. So every time someone would order salmon on the menu, I made it a point to say salmon as many times as possible in that conversation. Oh, you would like the salmon? How would you like the salmon cooked? Usually it comes around medium, but is it okay if we cook your, you want your salmon cooked up? Would you like fries with your salmon? Would you like a salad with your salmon? And, uh, you know, just to really drive it home. Good times. Good work, Sean. I love that you do that. I do that too. I just can't think of an exact example. But I know I do it in email when people um, <laughs> write about Greg and just spell it G-R-E-G yeah. and it's G-R-E-G-G. So I keep writing back Greg with two Gs, Greg with two Gs, Greg with two Gs, thinking they'll get the message. And then the next one is like, well, say hi to G-R-E-G for me. It's like, <laughs> thanks. Will do. <laughs> so it's a similar kind of thing. But is that passive aggressive? Um, I think it is technically, but I don't yeah. think it's malicious though. I think it's like kind of no. a polite way to drop a hint in this case, you know, yeah, because yeah. you're not going to embarrass them and go, um, excuse me, it's two G's. You know, you're just kind of like making a little bit of a point. And I think that's actually like what an etiquette book would say to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know people, someone, a few people that say brought when they mean to say bought oh. as in the past tense of buy. And I don't know how to correct them. Because oh, if, if I just keep, keep saying, oh, so you bought it, you bought it, it would just be, there's no reason for me to keep saying that. And I don't think it would really communicate either. And I just don't know what to do. So it's been bothering me for some time. 
I've never heard oh. that. That's oh yeah, I think it's more of an annoying. Australian thing to do it. Oh yeah. okay then. Um, yeah, my mom would get mad when people would say sal salmon. But this was also in the south, and you know, my mom was like salmon, salmon. She <laughs> 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 immediately correct them. So maybe it's a southern thing. I don't know. Yeah. On the subject of passive aggression. <laughs> I found passive-aggressive mugs online. Yes. There's a link to them, and they were fantastic because they were about grammar. <laughs> they had, uh -huh. um, on each of them, I thought of you immediately because they had um, sentences such as, they're going to take their coffee black, and it had, you know, the their words, like, highlighted and, and underlined right. to make sure it was very, very obvious. But the one that I thought was the best said, I want less milk and fewer sugars. <laughs> <laughs> Which was my grammar pet peeve a couple episodes ago, where people yes, will mix yes. up less and fewer. Yeah, so I, will I pondered link. that sometime on my trip, and I, I I don't think I'm feeling it. I'm gonna have to do some reading about the appropriateness of the words because I, I I don't feel it. Yeah, the the, the wrongness of saying uh, less when you should say fewer. Like um, like because I feel like less say, is fewer. You wouldn't say I want fewer milk. Right. You would, okay. you would say I want less milk, but what I hate is when David says I want less sugars. Like it's fewer sugars, you know. Like less is for a concept, like like something that can't be measured, like a feeling, like or I, you or know, a I, milk, I, you know, I like understand it. it. Yeah, I understand that that fewer doesn't go where less goes. Yeah, but I feel like it can work the other way it around. Could. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I'm not fully grasping the very correct usage of the word less. Well, I think you're you're in the majority. I think that like because it's so common, like maybe just a you know, I'm I don't know why I pick it up because I don't think anyone ever taught that to me. <laughs> but I think because I hear it all the time, I hear it every day. So I think it's just kind of really common, and uh -huh. I think a lot of people would agree with you that they don't understand the difference, which yeah, yeah. is fine. I do not judge you, and I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I like those um, passive aggressive mugs. Yes. I, know, As, I definitely want the there, there, and there one. And the your, your, and your one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just your, just your and your. Yeah. There, 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 and your, and your. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, now I think we're going to end shortly, but I wanted to uh, uh, have, give a little nod to listener Jonathan, who is participating in a room experiment, which I am going to uh, question him about. Um, he is. Uh, he hadn't seen the room yet, and then he read the review I wrote. Did I tell you I wrote a review for um, PopMatters.com of the Disaster Artist that was uh, published? So um, yeah, he read that review and then decided he really wanted to read the book, and then asked me, "What should I do? Should I read the book first, or should I um, see the movie first? And I said, "You know, I'm fascinated to know how somebody reading the book would feel going into the movie afterwards." So, um, so I was going to talk to him about that. And so he was actually doing that, but he's sorry that he found out how the movie ended um, uh, by reading yeah. the book so but I don't think it's all it's not about that you know right it's, not. it's just a slight you know it's about the slight, journey you know, and I'm not the it's destination about the journey. <laughs> yeah so and I felt bad because you know I'm big on protecting people from spoilers but oh, I didn't yeah. think it mattered as much in this case so anyway uh, hats off to you Jonathan and I look forward to discussing with this uh, this with you at length and reporting it to the podcast Jonathan you're our favorite customer <laughs> <laughs> I've said that to him a couple times in messages, and I'm like, oh, wait, you haven't seen the movie yet because you're reading the book, right? And he's like, yeah. 
Well, spoiler alert, okay? <laughs> so, I think that about wraps everything up. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, I can't believe this is the 99th episode. That's insane. And maybe we'll be able to do one more by the end of the year, as was our goal. <laughs> So, um, if you need to buy anything, you should come to donktini.com and then click through. Um, the oh, Amazon. This will make you sorry. And the Amazon link, you should buy anything <laughs> on Amazon. You know, just, it goes without saying. Anything you need to buy is on Amazon. So, for yes. all your dog food and gun oil lube needs, um, go to donktini.com, click through Amazon so we can stay on the, stay on the airwaves. And, uh, <laughs> the... I think, is there anything else I need to say? I oh, don't think so. Um, call the dong line, 323-301-DONG. Dong, dong is in we know. <laughs> and leave us a voicemail because that makes us very happy. It so, sure does. Until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. Maybe Quincy's been sleeping in my arms for the last 20 minutes. Hustle and fast, sign for me. Sing a shine.